2 Corinthians 4, verse number 13. It says, we having the same spirit of faith. We having. You know, if the Bible says you have something, you ought to say, that's right, I do. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Everybody say, we have that, we have that spirit of faith. Hallelujah. That's the spirit of faith. You ever heard of spirit of faith family church? <laughs> That's where this term came from. I saw, I've had many people say, I don't, what, what does that mean, spirit of faith? Well, we're going to tell you what that means this morning Amen. and get into this because, I mean, if we are spirit of faith family church, we better know what it is and be sure we have it. Be sure not only that we have it, but that we're walking in it. I've just had faith on my heart lately. And uh, different ways at different times, I believe we'll be getting into this, talking more about it. You can't ever get away from faith. The just shall live by faith, right? And uh, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. All these verses, you just can't get away from faith. The whole Bible is about faith. And, uh, and uh, so... Somebody say, well, it's, it's about God. Yeah, and it's about people who cooperated with him by faith. So um, we're going to get into this a little bit. I know that might not thrill you just because you say, well, I've heard this before. But I just, the longer I walk with God, the more I realize, that, well, let me put it this way. I'm not just talking about you, but I'm talking about in the body of Christ as a, as a, at large. The more I walk with God, the less people I see have this. Now they have them. God has dealt to every believer the measure of faith. So in that sense, they have it. But remember, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. You know, he's not saying there that you don't have it. He's saying there, if you look at the fact that another time in the New Testament, the word have is translated use. And you know, that's what he's saying. Use, use the faith of God. Because the very next thing he said was, whosoever shall say. When you're saying it, you're using it. When you're saying what you believe, you're using what you believe. The spirit of faith is not a faith that is dormant within your heart. It's not a faith that you carry around on the inside. The spirit of faith is a faith that is being expressed. That's what he meant when he said, we believe and therefore, you could say it this way, we express what we believe. Amen. You've heard the guy say, well, you know, how many, the, the tightrope walker, he, he's, he's got a tightrope, tightrope across Niagara Falls. How many of you believe I can walk across Niagara Falls on this tightrope? Yeah, 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 we believe it. And he did it. And now everybody goes, yay. How many of you believe I can do this with a wheelbar pushing in front of me? Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And then he pushes the wheelbar across and everybody says, way to go. You did it. How many of you believe I could push somebody in, put somebody in the wheelbar and push them across? Yeah, we believe you could do it. Okay, jump in. Whoa, wait a minute. <clears throat> See, they, 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 they expressing it with their words, but they're not acting like they believe it. And then now listen, that's a human he can fail. So that might be smart to not trust him, right? But we're not talking about faith in a human here. We're talking about faith in God. Faith in his word, faith what he, in what he said, faith in his faithfulness, faith in his character, faith, faith that he's, he's, he's good for what he said. Has he not said it, the Bible says, will he not do it? Hath he spoken and will it not come to pass? 
So the spirit of faith doesn't just say, yeah, I believe God can do that, or yeah, I believe in divine healing, or yeah, I believe God is good, or God is able, or something like that. The spirit of faith steps out and acts like it's true. And it says something. Uh, you know, and, and not just, faith is not just released in words, it's released in words and in actions. Amen. Uh, a lot of t- people mistake, because the Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Am I right about that? That is what, I mean, they were so quiet, maybe it was the wrong doctrine or something, but no. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Romans 10, right? Ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, faith comes by hearing. That, that, that This verse is not talking about faith coming. See, a lot of people confuse faith coming with faith being released. Faith has to be, faith has to flow two different directions in a person's life. Say it out loud. It has to flow two different directions. Amen. You know, in the old days, we say, this might sound funny. This is still around today, but... Um, uh, in the old days, we still have television, like cable television. There's a signal coming to you, right? But you can't send a signal back to them. But the internet's different. The internet has a signal coming to you, and there's a signal that you can send out to other people or whoever sent that signal to you. Yeah, right. You know, isn't that right? Yes, and so, I mean, the faith coming, pe- people sometimes think that faith coming they, they really, let me just say it the way, the way this is written down here. Faith comes by hearing, but it doesn't work by hearing. Faith has to, has to be put into actions for it to actually do something. And whenever you put it into actions, now you have the spirit of faith. You understand? Uh, just faith coming to you like the internet, or excuse me, like the t- cable television sends a signal to you and you can watch the program. That's a one-way thing. But the internet is a two-way thing. A signal can come to you. An email can come to you. Something can come to you. And, but you can turn around and you can send a signal back to somebody else. Right? And that's, listen, when, when there's a signal coming to you, that signal influences you. But whenever you can turn around and send a signal back out to somebody else, now that's you directing and controlling your world. And that's the power, uh, that's the power of a spirit of faith. The faith coming to you is influencing you. It brings faith. It causes faith to come. But whenever you turn around and you release that, say that word, release that faith. Release it means you let it out of your heart and put it into your actions. When you do that, now it's, that's where the power is to change something. Yes, amen. Nowhere in the Bible does the Bible say that faith in your heart will move a mountain. Faith in your heart won't do anything. The Bible said faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Didn't say it wasn't faith. He said it's just not doing anything. So faith has to go from you. It has to come to you. The word has to come to you and bring faith to you. But then you have to turn it around and act on what the word says. Just in raw, raw, raw confidence in what God said is true. Amen. 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 Now, when it comes to the specifics, you have to be led of the Spirit. But don't think that He's not leading you. Uh, leadings are, are one thing, but uh, being led is another thing. Yes. What do I mean by that? You can have a leading, but not step out on it. Yeah. Somebody said, I was led of the Spirit. Not if you didn't step out on it. Come on. Come on. You had a leading. Yes. <laughs> 
right? The Bible didn't say as many as have a leading. It says as many as are led. In other words, as many as follow. Do something with what the leading was. What, what that leading directed them to do. Amen. Well, praise God. I'm going to have fun in the service this morning. I'm telling you, you just can't get away from the subject of faith. So uh, faith comes by hearing, but it doesn't work by hearing. It works by a man acting on the word and expressing his faith by doing something. Amen. They, people mistake the hearing of faith for faith being released, and then they wonder why nothing is happening. Amen. Uh, that's one of the hardest things about pastoring is watch people sit for years and nothing happens. Amen. They got to do something with the faith we have. We got to do something with the faith. You know, the Bible doesn't say he'll bless what you sit down on. He said he'll bless what you put your hand to. God's wanting you to do something. He's calling for actions. He's calling for movement. I like what Dr. Summerall said. He said, if I need money, he said, I start doing something. I start doing something. Praise God. Not start sitting down on the couch and saying, praise God. Well, somebody said, isn't that a confession? Confession is good, but let me, let me illustrate it this way. Here's, here's a confession. I, you've got a, a, a treadmill there. I, I believe if I got on that treadmill every day for 30 minutes, I would lose weight. That's a confession of faith, isn't it? But how much weight are you going to lose just saying it? They're not sure over here. Let me ask over here. Huh? Confession is just a prelude to start acting. Start doing something. We never really do much in Pastor Debbie and I, except now this, this church plant. I mean, uh, there's, there was a, a sum of money there to do that, to get started with that. But very seldom in life have we had the money to do what we do. We just start out acting. And things start showing up. Things start showing up. It's a wonderful way to live. Hallelujah. You ever notice when they came to the edge of the Red Sea? Actually, whenever they came to the edge of the Jordan River. The Bible said, tell the priest. Now the river's out there flowing at flood, st flood stage. And, and he said, I want you to go through that Jordan River and tell the priest to, st to start walking with the Ark of the Covenant and put their feet in the water. And whenever they do, it'll split. It didn't split until they started making action towards it. People want to sit back and everything, you open up and then they'll go through it. It doesn't work that way. You got to get your feet wet. I like hanging out people with wet sandals. That's my kind of folk right there. That's my kind of folk. I just like people with wet sandals. Hallelujah. They just start moving, just start moving. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's amazing how God will meet that, how his power will meet that when somebody does something. Praise the Lord. So we're talking about a spirit of faith. Tell your neighbor we're talking about a spirit of faith. And so uh, we've got to preach the action side a whole lot more than the, than the uh, receiving, uh, you know, the word side. Because uh, the action side is where people are missing it so many times. Thank you for your enthusiasm on that. You notice we didn't sit back when God said, there's a further plan for you, uh, your ministry in Kansas City. You notice we didn't sit back and say, oh, that's wonderful. Okay, so Rob, whenever God starts doing something, no, we start taking steps. We're getting ready to take another big step. Amen. Amen. 
I think this church is it's looking right now like the church is going to start this month. Yeah. The end of this month. Praise the Lord. What did, what did we do? We just started going down there, praying in the Holy Ghost, driving around, seeing what seems good. Started acting on what we knew. Started acting on what we knew. Started acting on what we knew. And things just started falling into place. And now we have families down there we know that are committed. And I mean, we went down there not knowing anybody. You just got to take steps. Tell your neighbor you got to take steps. Praise the Lord. And so uh, faith has to flow two directions and has to flow from you just as much as it has to flow to you. Now, uh, somebody said, well, I believe the word. Well, James 2, 19 says devils believe and tremble. Devils believe and tremble. So if you believe, but you do nothing with what you believe, you're no better than the devil. Well, 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 we went ahead and stopped preaching and went to meddling right there. You know what believing without doing anything is? It's demon faith. That's the faith on the level of demons. I don't want to have the faith on the level of demons. <laughs> Some of you are thinking like, uh-huh, what, what do you say? <laughs> Devils believe and tremble. The spirit of faith is faith that's acted upon. Amen. Devils have faith, but they don't do anything with what they believe. Well, praise the Lord. Now, remember we were on Wednesday night. We were talking about Luke chapter number 8, verse number 25, where Jesus had just calmed the storm because they had come to him anxious. They had said, uh, Jesus had said, let's go to the other side. And then, then the storm came up and they came to him anxious and worried and fretting and thinking, we're going to, they said, we perish. In other words, we're dying. Um, and Jesus calmed the storm. And then he said, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Remember that? So you've got to ask yourself the question, where is your, where is my faith? Somebody said, I have faith in my heart. That's good. That's a start. But faith doesn't just belong in your heart. Faith belongs in your mouth. It belongs in your actions. It belongs in your demeanor. It belongs in your attitude. It belongs in the look in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, somebody said, well, I thought faith was supposed to be in the heart. Yeah, it is. But faith is like smoke. It gets in the fabric of everything. Especially when you start acting on it. You ever had a kitchen fire or something like that? And, the, and you go upstairs and the drapes, they smell like smoke, you know? That's the way smoke is. It just gets, kind of gets in the fabric of everything. That's the way faith is. Whenever you start using what you got, it gets in everything. It gets in your attitude. You know, the guys that tore the roof off of the house and let, let that man down through the roof? That man, they had an attitude. Blind Bartimaeus, he had an attitude. David running towards Goliath, he had an attitude. And he's the one that Paul is quoting in Psalm 116 when he said, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. He's referring back to David. And David is referring, I believe, therefore I speak. He's referring to some, some affliction he had been in right then. But he's also referring to the spirit of faith that he had in his life in general. And we can see that real plain when he, when he came up against Goliath. Anybody got any Goliaths in your life? Somebody, you're going to make go lie down, go lieth, go lie. <laughs> I should say something, not somebody. <laughs> well, it might be a something, somebody, somebody, whatever. Anyway, I'll get off of that. 
And so David didn't just, he had the spirit of faith. He didn't sit back and wait for God to do something. The Bible said Goliath threatened him and he answered that threat with what God's word said. That's the spirit of faith. I believe, therefore have I spoken. He believed he had a covenant with God. He believed Goliath had no covenant with God. And he believed that the covenant would win out. And he believed it and he said it. But then Goliath made another threat and he answered that threat. You know, the spirit of faith always has the last word. It always answers whatever the enemy's saying. So whenever Goliath uh, uh, made another threat, the Bible said David got his sling and he ran towards Goliath. That's the spirit of faith. Not, Not sitting back waiting for God to do something. It goes toward things. That's what they did at the Jordan River. They went towards it. God wants you to move towards what you are believing for. Start moving towards it. Start moving towards it. What do we do in Kansas City? We start moving towards it. Moving towards it. He'll meet you at your point of faith. Amen. You really, these things aren't on a timetable concerning. Sometimes people say, I'm waiting on the right timing. Well, the right timing is whenever you have what the faith that you need and you do something with it. God's, God's plan is always right now. But whenever, whenever he speaks to us, he needs us to develop the kind of faith to act on it. And then it's time. Not because God had a sovereign time he wanted you to do it, but because there was a time whenever you were ready. Or I was ready. That's his time whenever you're ready. And the Lord will help you. The Holy Ghost will tell you when you're ready. Now, your mind will also tell you when you're ready. And the devil will tell you when you're ready. And you'll be waiting until you get to 175 years old before your mind and the devil will agree you're ready. (laughs) See... (laughs) Amen. 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 I, I, was, I was preaching for a pastor recently and he said, his wife actually was the one doing most of the talking. He said, or she said, she said, uh, usually every weekend come time for him to preach. He's a young minister, uh, so forth. But uh, every weekend comes time for him to say, I just can't do this. I'm not cut out for this. And uh, so, so that was something that he was having to overcome with his faith. And so she said, uh, we were talking about it, and she said, whenever that, whenever that uh, comes up again, he starts talking like that again, she would say, oh, it is Saturday, isn't it? <laughs> Meaning he's got to preach tomorrow. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not getting on to him because I understand what he's dealing with. But, but I'm just simply saying, I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm saying that's... <laughs> you got to answer those things. And move towards it. That's what, that's what I'm saying. You, you'll never feel ready. Oh, I just feel like I've got faith. Faith's not a feeling. Amen. Somebody said, I just feel so afraid. Well, feeling is not, feeling is not fear or not you operating in fear any more than feeling faith is you operating in faith. But we just launched out into it right now, didn't we? It's not about feelings. Your feelings will never tell you you're ready. Well, I'm called to the ministry. I'm not ready yet, though, Pastor. Don't, don't put me up there yet. Oh, well, that's probably when we're going to kick you out of the nest. Say, so get up there and preach to the youth, or get up there and do this, or get up there and receive the offering, or get up there and, what? I'm not ready. Of course, your flesh never will tell you you're ready. Amen. Sometimes you just got to do something whenever, you're, you're not, whenever you don't feel like you're ready at all. 
Well, I got up there and I bumbled and fumbled and stripped over my words. Praise the Lord. Just keep on going. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, that's for somebody. Somebody needed that. So are we having the same spirit of faith. Tell your neighbor, that's what we have. People who believe in divine healing, but, uh, but no real or final healing will be manifested. People believe in divine healing, but no real or final healing will be manifested until something happens that causes them to release their faith. Now, I got a story for you that will illustrate this. It's not a compliment to the people that it happened to, uh, the, the people that Brother Copeland was ministering to, but it is a story that illustrates this. He was preaching uh, out in an outdoor meeting one time out in open air when it was real hot down south, some, somewhere down south. I don't know if it was Texas or somewhere down there. And uh, he uh, went a little long and, the, and the, he was going to anoint people with oil. He had a bottle of oil there. He's going to anoint people with oil and uh, minister, to, minister healing to them by the anointing of oil. And so as he got longer, that, that uh, bottle of oil got set there in that sun and got hot. So when he started laying hands on people and putting that oil on them, they could feel that the oil was warm. And he said, person after person started dancing and shouting. And, and he said, they had many more people receive their healing than normally in a normal healing line. And he went to the Lord and he said, what was happening? He said, he, then said the Lord said, those people thought that the oil being hot was supernatural. Now listen to this, and they released their faith. Now Brother Copeland didn't do that as a gimmick. There are people trying to do things like that as a gimmick, and God doesn't want us to use gimmicks. He, he, didn't really, he wasn't thinking about what was happening. You know what I'm talking about. He didn't do it on purpose as a gimmick. But when people thought something supernatural was happening, they released their faith. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Come on. Come on. But see, when it comes to just a normal laying on of hands, you know what I mean, normal? Laying on of hands. Well, nobody, nobody even fell in that line. I guess, I, guess, I guess I didn't get anything. It's not a matter of what you, what you saw. It's did you release your faith? I'm preaching pretty good this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been in services where no one released their faith except the Baptist pastor's wife. And the Baptist pastor's wife broke the whole meeting open. Because she released her faith. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So, it's about releasing faith. It's about, of course, having it. Faith comes by hearing. We understand that. But it's about releasing it. And so, Jesus uh, didn't say that the faith in your heart can move a mountain. He said, whosoever believes and says to this mountain. Faith, when it's spoken, is released. And that's what releases the power of God against the mountain. So we want to learn to do this. Amen. Now let's go back to the spirit of faith here. Because that's what he's talking about. It's faith that is expressed. Say that out loud. The spirit of faith is faith that is expressed. Amen. Now, this is what separates the men from the boys, the girls from the women. Amen. The spirit of faith is a lot of times misunderstood because when it comes to this subject of faith, the Bible talks about the word of faith, which we preach. It talks about the measure of faith, right? It talks about um, uh, the spirit of faith. 
And it talks about uh, the, the uh, I already said the word of faith. And it talks about the, uh, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So we've got these different faiths. There are different expressions about faith. And you have to understand all of them to really understand what really, how faith really works. Can you say amen? amen? Now, when it comes to the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith is a faith that is expressed. That's what we've been saying. Say it out loud. The spirit of faith is a faith that is expressed. <clears throat> and so um, every believer has been dealt the measure of faith. Because that's what the Bible says, right? God has dealt to everyone among his people the measure of faith. Boy, that's, if you understood that, it would thrill you. Because you've got the, me- you got the measure of the God kind of. This is not human faith. You've got the measure of the God kind of faith. Well, how am I going to get that, Pastor? If I pray enough? No, you were dealt that in the new birth. It was, uh, it was a attribute of your born-again, recreated human spirit. The measure of faith. The God kind of faith. Have the faith of God. The faith of God is what the literal Greek says over there, Mark eleven twenty two. Have the faith of God. So you weren't dealt human faith. You were dealt something from God, something supernatural, something beyond your own, your own humanity, your own natural man. You were given the measure of the God kind of faith. Somebody said, well, I can't, I can't have the God kind of faith. Well, what do you mean you can't have? The Bible said have it. And he dealt it to you. In other words, use it. Use what I dealt to you. Amen. Use the faith of God. Um, if, you know, if you've been sitting in church and hearing the word, you've got a mountain load of faith. You might not be using all of it, or maybe you are, but, but the point is, it's not enough to just have it in your heart. It's a matter of putting it into use. So when he said Mark eleven twenty two, have faith, he's talking about using the faith that you have. Use the faith that you have. So he's dealt to every man the measure of faith, but not everyone who has the measure is doing anything with it. It's a little like a guy could starve to death with all the money in the world to buy all the food he needs. Just having the money is not enough. You have to go down to the grocery store and put it on, get some groceries in your bin and, you know, get some groceries and pay for them. Use that money. It's money that you use that causes you to be able to eat. It's simple, but yet when it comes to spiritual things, people get stuck on just having it. Having it is, it doesn't grow by feeding it and and getting more of it. You know, feeding on the word more, it it does grow that way, but it doesn't just grow that way. Faith grows by expressing it, by using it, by acting on it. Amen. Amen. You can have faith and stay sick. Come on. Acts chapter number 14, there's a man that had faith to be healed, but he wasn't healed until Paul told him to stand upright on your feet. He got him to use that. He got him to express that faith. And as soon as he did, the power of God met him and he, and that faith made him whole. (laughs) Glory be to God. So simple, but yet so profound. And so every believer has the measure of faith, but not everyone is expressing it. And there's a difference between faith coming and faith being expressed. It's faith that is expressed, or we can say it this way, that is turned loose. Turned loose. That brings the power of God into the situation. 
Smith Wigglesworth said, I come across people who would be giants in the power of God, but they have no shout of faith. See, he's talking about shout of faith. He's talking about an expression of faith. Amen. Well, I don't mean to be mean about it, but there's a man that became real popular in the music world over the last two weeks. And you better stay away from his music because his music is full of unbelief. <laughs> Somebody said, I don't know who it is. That's good. Good. It's just full of unbelief. The man's got three spirits. He's a believer, but he's got three spirits following him around. Yeah, the Lord talked to me about it. Three spirits following him around. The spirit of depression, spirit of suicide, and the spirit of unbelief. People that are going around singing his music, they better watch out because they'll get a spirit of unbelief. And depression. You got, you got to guard what you hear and guard what you say. And when you're singing, you're saying, by the way. <laughs> Amen. No, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to help people. Because people say, oh, isn't this cool? Isn't this a Christian and so forth? <laughs> Dear Lord, watch what you fellowship with. Come on. Come on. Fellowship, Christians can fellowship with wrong spirits. Anyway, why I got on that, I have no idea. Somebody must need to hear it. But let's talk about the spirit of faith a little bit more. Would that be all right? So the spirit of faith is, is, uh, is, is, uh, ta- is saying faith words and thinking faith thoughts until it gets in you and creates an attitude. Absolutely. The spirit of faith is an attitude. Yes, it is. It's an attitude. Now, when it says spirit here, you have to ask this question, is that the Holy Spirit, the human spirit, or what is that? The spirit of faith. Is that the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit the spirit of faith? Well, yeah, but I mean, he'll lead you into faith. He won't ever lead you into unbelief. Um, Is he talking about your spirit being filled with faith? Well, yeah. But um, the spirit of faith is really the, 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 you, you believing the word. Saying the word until it builds an attitude on the inside of you. Through the Holy Spirit teaching you the word and filling your spirit with the word. And if you study this carefully, you see people all through the Bible who had the spirit of faith. Now think about it in this way. Galatians 5 talks about, in Galatians chapter number 5, it says, Is anyone overtaken in a fault? You which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Remember that? Yeah. In the spirit of yeah. meekness. Uh, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. When he says spirit of meekness, is he talking about the Holy Spirit? Is he talking about the human spirit? Is he talking about some spirit in the world of the spirit realm that's called the spirit of meekness? No, he's talking about the attitude in which you're approaching, which of course is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Right? Yes. But um, the, the spirit of faith is a is, a, is, is the faith that, that it is something that was revealed to you. If I had time, boy, if I had time, I'd get into some things. But I'm trying to just hit some high spots. The spirit of faith is a faith where some, the light goes off on the inside of you. You see it, and it changes your outlook. Changes your demeanor. It changes the way you look at something. Paul, there in verse, let's look here in chapter number 14, or chapter number 4, 1 Corinthians. Well, where are we at? 2 Corinthians, chapter 4. Notice what he said here, back to verse number 7. We read verse 13. Are you still in 2 Corinthians 4? 
Go back to verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God, not of us. Now, look at that, the excellency. He's talking about the power of God to put him over in these situations that he's getting ready to talk about. So notice that the power of God, that, that, that uh, the excellency of the power may be of God, not of us. It's going to be the power that puts us over, not us. Puts us over what? Look at verse 8. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Now, no, he's talking about everything that came against him preaching the gospel. He's talking about discouragement. He's talking about persecution. He's talking about being set back. He's talking about opposition. And he said, the power, verse number 7, he's basically saying, the power is what's going to put us over this, not ourselves. We don't have the ability in ourselves to overcome all that's coming against us. This is what, it's, it's going to be the power of God. And he, he talks about the things that was coming against him. Look at verse number uh, 13. We having the same spirit of faith according to his written. Now, b- verse number 8 through 10 is him expressing the spirit of faith. Notice, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Uh, Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. So he's not saying, sometimes people say, well, if I have faith, that means I won't have any tests and trials. No, Paul had faith, but he had tests and trials. He had opposition. Faith doesn't mean nothing will come against you. Faith means you live on the right side of but. All these things are coming against us, but in all these things, we are more than conquerors. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. A lot of Christians are living on the wrong side of but. Well, I know God gave me faith, but. And then they go on their money. Not a testimony. They go on their money. Amen. I'm going to preach over here. I don't know what the. Yes, sir. Amen. Nobody complaining is in faith. That's right. Yes, sir. Nobody talking about how hard it is is in faith. Nobody having a pity party is in faith. Come on. Amen. Yes, sir. I'm going to suck it up myself, preach to myself this morning. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Amen. He's saying, we're not, he's he's saying that having faith doesn't mean it won't come against us. Having faith means we say, but the word of God says, God is faithful. He'll get us through this. We'll get to the other side. And that, that releases the power of God. You see what he said in verse number seven? Now look at verse number 16 now. Verse 16, for, this cause, for which cause we faint not. Why are we not fainting? Why are we not caving in? Why are we not quitting for this cause? What cause? We have the spirit of faith. Yes, we do. Amen. I'll tell you, the spirit of faith will get you across the finish line. Because it taps into the power of God. Can you see that, how he's, he's saying that? Verse 7, then verse 13. Well, verse 7, verses 8 and 9. 10, then verse number 13, then verse number 16, for this cause. See, there's a reason some people get to the other side and some people don't. Yes, sir. That's right. There's a reason some people give in yes, sir. and on. other people don't. It's whether they have a spirit of faith or not. Yes. Praise the Lord. For which cause we faint not. In other words, you could say, because, no, 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 actually keep on reading, look at this. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day, day by day. Why are we being renewed day by day? Because of the spirit of faith. Yes. Do you see that? Yes. 
Even though one day we might come to the end of our ability, yet we get refreshed, we get, we, we have a constant experience, listen to that, a constant experience, a day by day repetitive experience over and over again of being refreshed, being renewed, and getting up and going at it again. Why? By a spirit of faith. By a spirit of faith. I'm telling you, this is something that you need to contend for. Bible said, earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now look at that. For which cause we faint not. You need to ask yourself, what's the cause? What's the cause? Then verse number 17. Look at this. For our light affliction. This is what I came here for. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worked for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. While we looked not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Now, you put all this together, he's saying we keep tapping into the power of God by the spirit of faith and we get a renewal and a renewal and another renewal and another renewal and that's why we don't faint. And while we're doing that, while while we're looking not, we get uh, our our inward man is renewed day by day. He said the outward man's getting older. Anybody's outward man getting older? But he said the inward man. Woo, glory. Through a spirit of faith. Can be renewed day by day. In other words, you can get up in the morning and say, and when the devil jumps on your head and say, oh, I'm just so tired. I don't want to do this anymore. You can get up in the morning and say, glory to God, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And you just tapped into the power of God. Amen. I, I, I have compassion on people who are under things like depression and so forth. But in some ways, I get a little perturbed. Come on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I know where I'd be living if it wasn't for yes, the spirit of faith. Yes, sir. I'd be living exactly where they're living. Yes, sir. So I, I have compassion on people, but yet right on the other hand, I know how to get out of that. Amen. Yes, sir. And, and rather than live where, where the direction I was going to go, I'm living in a spirit of faith. Amen. And I'm seeing the glory of God, seeing the power of God. And it's meeting me. That's why I don't have much tolerance for this depression music. Complaining, blaming other people. Wanting to die. I just don't have any tolerance for it. Because I could yield to that just as well as he can yield to that. Anybody can yield to that. It takes no spiritual strength to yield to that. It takes some spiritual strength to say the right, to, to get, your, get, your mouth, get your mouth doing its duty. Hallelujah. <laughs> I like when people sit on the edge of their seat and they're getting it. So did you get that progression down through there? But I wanted to go back to verse 17, 2 Corinthians 4, 17, for our light affliction. Look at that. Our light affliction. Now you ought to go back, to, you ought to go back and read in 1 Corinthians 11 and read his light affliction. He called it light, light affliction. So I want you to notice that the spirit of faith sees these things as light. Light. Now think about David coming against Goliath. He had the spirit of faith. And the Bible said he never called him a giant. You can see that. He never called him a giant. He called him an uncircumcised Philistine. In other words, he didn't talk about how big he was. He didn't talk about how big he was. In other words, sometimes people are always talking about how big their problems are, how many they've got and so forth. That's not the spirit of faith. That's That's not the spirit of faith. That's unbelief. 
David never compared Goliath, himself to Goliath. He compared Goliath to God. Come on. And that made him look like a little wee fella. Made him look like nothing. Amen. And that's what Paul, because he had a spirit of faith, he, he was saying the spirit of faith makes everything seem light. Well, why? Because you're tapping into the power of God to, put, to get you to the other side of it. You're not depending on yourself. And the power of God can handle it. The Bible talks about in one place, Paul talked about, to, he said to Timothy, I believe it's 2 Timothy 1, 8, I could be wrong, but he talked about these persecutions that are coming against you. He said, uh, 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 approach them in the power of God. De- put, approach them dependent on the power of God. <laughs> Well, I just can't do this anymore. Good. Finally, you give up on yourself and start tapping into the power of God. You weren't supposed to be doing it to begin with. Praise God. Well, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? Tap into the power of God. Glory, glory, glory. I'm doing it. I'm preaching myself just flat happy. Now, the spirit of faith, like I said, it gets an attitude. Now, this attitude is not produced by men's uh, emotions or emotional excitement. You know, people talk about this is just emotional excitement. No, this is, the, the emotional excitement has no divine spark in it. You know what I mean by divine spark? There's nothing divine that, that, uh, causes the beginning of that fire. Like, like at a football game. People get excited about the ball game. That's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not preaching against that. I'm just simply saying there's nothing divine in that excitement. It's all natural, just enthusiasm over a team, which is fine. I'm not preaching against that. I'm just simply saying that's, there's nothing divine in that. That's why, because people say, well, you know, you, you, you get those healing testimonies and so forth, but that was just because you got them really excited in a, in a service, and, and there was just a lot of emotional excitement. Well, if that's the case, then why is nobody being healed at the Super Bowl every year? I never heard once of somebody being healed at the Super Bowl. They were excited. I'm preaching pretty good this morning. No, that's just, there's nothing divine in that. What we're talking about is not just enthusiasm. We're talking about something, a fire of the revelation of the word of God burns in your spirit and it, it, it produces an attitude of faith. It produces a defiance. You get the word of prosperity in you, it'll cause you to start defying lack and poverty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And what seemed to be big, used to be big, isn't big anymore. Praise the Lord. And so the spirit of faith doesn't measure, compare the size of a giant to itself. It compares the giant and the circumstances to the greater one within you. Amen. Amen. Um, if, if they say David was only like 17 years old or so whenever he, he went out there. He's not fully grown yet. Goliath's over nine feet something, nine feet something tall. So um, he ran at somebody probably twice his size, amen, shouting the victory. 
Amen. All the rest of the soldiers are back in the trenches shaking. Say, he's too big. I don't want to hit him. David, in the spirit of faith, said, he's too big to miss. Totally different attitude. Amen. So, um, I heard a man one time, he said, the spirit of faith will make a tadpole slap a whale. Yes, sir. Little old tadpoles went in. Hey, big fella. <laughs> you need to put that on your refrigerator. In other words, it doesn't get intimidated by big bills. Big needs. Come on, somebody. In fact, God's been convicting me about this myself. You can tell how big your faith is by what seems big to you. I like getting around people that think my troubles is small. You know, I go to the meeting like, my God, oh my God, God, these big things I got to believe God for. And they say, what? Yeah, yeah. I like getting around people like that. You need to be around people like that. You know, you get, the, the spirit of faith is actually contagious. Paul told Timothy, he said, because you hung out with your mother and your grandmother, that faith that was in them is in you too. It's contagious. Fear, fear is contagious. You can get around people full of fear and before you know it, you're full of fear. That's why it matters where you go to church. Because if everybody there believes God sometimes heals and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes you just, you never can tell what God, we're going to pray if it be thy will. Well, you're not going to have faith to be healed there because the devil's going to tell you, you're one, you're one of the lucky ones that it's not God's will to heal. Not lucky, but you know what I'm talking that, that, it's just Anyway, I'm preaching real good. And so faith is not just a positive mental attitude. Faith is of the heart. Amen. But it will produce, it's like smoke. It'll get in the fabric of everything and it'll produce a different attitude. Faith, the spirit of faith doesn't make you a victim. Amen. I mean, you hear some people sing these songs, they're a victim. They got to get their mind renewed. Get the word of God in them and they won't be a victim anymore. They'll, they'll be a more than a conqueror. Amen. This, this, uh, this, what do you call it? The uh, statement of faith or whatever you call it. The purpose statement of Spirit of Faith Family Church is uh, bringing people into encounters with God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Can anybody quote it with me? Bringing people into encounters with God. Empowering them to always, always be victorious through the Spirit of Faith. That's based on three verses. Number one, the one there in 2 Corinthians 4, 13, which we have in the same spirit of faith. Number two, 1 John 5, 4, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And then number three, uh, where it talks about always triumphant in Christ. Tell your neighbor, always, always. Belongs, to you. belongs to you. Always, always. I'm not letting the devil win anything anymore. Yeah, if he comes steal something from me, I'm going to go get it back. Yeah, I'm going to go get it back. Praise God. Always. Say always. 
But this encounter with God, see, that encounter is not set up by God. Uh, you know, let me, let me say it again. Uh, you know, talking about this, the statement of faith. Talking about uh, always victorious through the spirit of faith. Yes. Empowering people to always be victorious through the spirit of faith. Uh, bringing people, let me go back to the beginning, bring people into encounters with God. Those encounters are not set up by God, they're set up by the spirit of faith. You can bring, you can bring yourself into an encounter by releasing the spirit of faith. Praise the Lord. Am I giving you too much this morning? Praise God. And so, this attitude is not worked up by emotional excitement. It's an attitude uh, inspired by listening to the Holy Spirit and listening to the Word of God and, and listening to the Holy Spirit teach you the Word of God. Amen. The spirit of faith is not the principles of faith. Remember the Bible, we were talking about the... the uh, the word of faith and so forth. There's one I missed. It's called Romans 3.27, the law of faith. The law of faith. What is the law? He's talking about the principles. Yes. It's like the law of gravity or the, we'd say the principle of yes. gravity. Yes. There are spiritual laws just like there are natural laws. And the Bible says there's the law of faith. Yes. Now, some people say, I don't know why that, that worked for them, but it didn't work for somebody else. I'll tell you an example. The Bible talks about by faith, Israel went through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, the word of saying means attempting to do, were drowned. So it worked for the Israelites, but it didn't work for the Egyptians. Why? Because the Israelites did it by faith. See, they had heard God say, go through there, but God didn't say to the Egyptians, go through there. So they weren't doing it in faith. They were attempting to do it. Faith is not an attempt. Faith is not, I'm going to try to do this. Faith is not saying, I heard somebody else do this. I'm going to try that and see if that works. No, you're going to flunk. You're going to fail. Because faith is not trying to do something. Faith is doing something that, God's, that you heard God say to you to do. Praise the Lord. You got you to hear God. Faith, that's the genesis of the God kind of faith. It's, it's the hearing what God said to you. That's where Christians now, now when it comes to the Word of God, we can hear that. But what about the specifics? You got to listen to the Holy Ghost. Am I making any sense this morning? So now, so uh, faith, it comes by hearing the word and not just hearing, not just it bouncing off your eardrums. Your, Paul, uh, uh, Jesus one time, he said, let these sayings sink down into your ears. It has to sink in. It has to register on your inner man. And when that does, the entrance of his word gives light. And light, the, the Bible says, the light of the eyes rejoices the heart. Yeah. When, it, when, it reve when it's revealed to your spirit, it causes your light, your, your face to light up, the, your, your joy to rise up. You go, I see it, I see it. That's faith. Whenever that comes, that's faith. But that's not enough. It has to be acted upon. Amen. And that'll give you a different approach. Praise the Lord. The spirit of faith. Now, we, let's go back to Romans 3, 20, 27. Are you learning anything this morning? The law, the, Romans 3, 27 talks about the law of faith. Boasting is done away by what law? By works? No, but by the law of faith. Romans 3, 27. Say out loud, there's the law of faith. There's the word of faith. There's the measure of faith. And then there's the spirit of faith. You have to understand each one of those. To know, to know what we're talking about when we talk about the spirit of faith and what the difference is. But 
The, the, the law of faith is the principles of faith. That's what has been being preached or taught for the last 30-some, 40 years in the body of Christ. The principles of faith. Amen. And we need to keep preaching and teaching the principles because this next generation hasn't heard some of that. The principles of faith. We've shared some of the principles this morning. But, but there's not, it's not enough just to know the principles. There has to, you have to move from the principles to, you know, let, let's put it this way. The principles can be taught. But the spirit of faith has to be caught. Yes, sir. That's right. That's what Timothy caught. He caught the spirit of faith from his mother and his grandmother. Hallelujah. Because he had watched them act in faith. Maybe they didn't have dinner and they said, Timothy, set, set the plates and set the, set the silverware. Well, where's the food? It'll come. They sat down, Father, we thank you for there's food and there's no food there. Right, right. I'm just making something up. But there was something that, that made Paul say, your mom and your grandmama, they people of faith. Whatever it was. But they said, thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello. Somebody's out the door. <laughs> we were just thinking about you. We thought we'd bring this over. We, we, we just thought maybe you could use it. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's eat, Timothy. <laughs> Something like that. So they, they did something that so they had the spirit of faith. Oh, man, I'm telling you, this, this is the best way to live. If you haven't lived by faith, you haven't lived yet. I believe you have lived by faith, but you know what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jesus. So the principles can be taught, but the spirit must be caught. It, it, that's why associations are so important. Amen. How many of you have noticed you just go get out of church a little bit? And just hanging around the wrong people a little bit. Before you know it, things start getting off on you. Their way of thinking. Yeah, you got, you, you just, you just, it, who you hang with really matters. Praise God. Thank you for your enthusiasm on that. Um, so the spirit of faith has to be caught. And... The, uh, the, the, the catching of the, the, the there, there's the principles of faith, Romans 3.27 in the word, but then there's also the attitude of faith. It's also revealed in the word. And I've shared some stories like David, uh, like blind Bartimaeus, you know, like the man who tore the roof off, so forth and so on. Like Paul, whenever they sang in the jailhouse, their backs are bleeding. And at midnight they prayed and they sang praises. Most people would have been complaining, but the spirit of faith doesn't complain. It starts singing. It, it's, it does something to tap into the power of God. That's all the spirit of faith. And we could tell many, many Bible stories along that line. But the, the spirit of faith is an attitude. It's also revealed in the word. You can catch the principles with your head, but you catch the spirit with your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the, the uh, Numbers 14, 24 said Caleb had another spirit with him. Joshua and Caleb later it said, but here it says Caleb had another spirit with him. Now, when they went in, they was to, Caleb, Joshua and Caleb were two of the spies, right? When they went in to spy out Canaan's land, ten came back with an evil report, ten, uh, two came back with a good report. And what did the ones with the evil report emphasize? The giants, the walled cities, the iron chariots. And they said, we cannot. The giants are bigger than we are. They're, they have more, more people than we do. 
we cannot go up and go up and possess it. They were talking about what they didn't have, what they couldn't do, right? That's what a spirit of, see there's a spirit of faith, but there's a spirit of unbelief too. And this is a classic example in the Bible of, of unbelief. From all through the New Testament, it's referred to as a classic example of unbelief. And the Old Testament, actually. But the, a spirit of unbelief will keep emphasizing everything we can't do, what we don't have. We, we don't have the ability to do that. We don't have the money to do that. And it's always negative. The spirit of faith is always positive. It talks about not our ability, but who we are in Christ, what God's done for us in Christ, that we're seated with Jesus far above. That's the difference of the spirit of faith and the spirit of unbelief. Did you, did you catch that? So, um, praise the Lord. Let me wrap this up here, if you can still handle it. So, the spirit of faith... It is, it is talking about, uh, it's, it's always positive. The spirit, of faith is un, uh, the spirit of faith is always positive. Unbelief is always negative. And unbelief is always talking about our weaknesses, our inabilities. Unbelief will say, well, we're just a small congregation. Or, you know, we can't pay the building off, or we can't do this, or we don't have the money to have an airplane. We don't whatever, blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm looking this way because I just nailed some people. That's the spirit of unbelief. If God said we can do it, we can do it. Amen. So, uh, that's the spirit of unbelief. Says they always talk about our difficulties. Uh, talks, it always talks hardness, what we can't do. It's always pessimistic. You ever met a pessimistic person? Always negative on anything, everything. When we went to build our house, we went to one particular builder that we knew because of previous dealings. And, and we started laying out. We were at their house talking to them about, you know, doing it for us. And we were laying everything out and talking to them. And everything that came out of their mouth was, my goodness, that's, that's, that's different. I don't know if any, that's, we can't do that. that, that where's, the, where's the electricity go through those styrofoam walls? We can't do that. And everything was can't do, don't have, too much money, negative. I wasn't there 15 minutes and I decided he's not my guy. He's not my guy. Somebody said he must have been an unbeliever. No, he's Christian. All right, all right. Some Christians are full of unbelief. So we cut the conversation short and left. Haven't talked to them since. Why? Because they, they're not people of faith. It takes faith to do what God tells you to do. So we found somebody that was full of faith. We had to go through four people. <laughs> but we found somebody. I'll tell you, just go where your favor is. Go where somebody says, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had people working on that house. That, that, that The grace came on them to do it. And then after it was over, the grace lifted off of them. And I remember one contractor, subcontractor, we had him back to do something. And there was no grace on him anymore. And boy, he messed a whole bunch of stuff up. So we had to get him out the door and get somebody else in there. Because he had the grace on to help us with the house. In other words, grace was coming on people. Yeah, Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody's anointed to help you, but you got to stay in faith. 
Praise the Lord. All right. So Caleb had another spirit with him. And rather than be all negative and pessimistic, I'm wrapping this up. Tell your neighbor. He's closing. So Caleb, he had a spirit of faith. And he wasn't negative. He said, let us go up at once and possess it. We're well able to do it. They're bred for us. Remember all those things he said? He said, let's go up at once and possess it. So the spirit of faith, once again, says it's easy. Doesn't talk about how hard it is. It doesn't say it's, see, if it's hard, that's because you're doing it all. The spirit of faith is not doing it all. I mean, the spirit of faith is not saying I've got to do it all. The spirit of faith says that God's going to do this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So somebody said it's easy to get healed of the flu, but it's tough to get healed of cancer. Uh, You can't heal the flu. The flu's hard for you. So, so don't put your faith in yourself. Put your faith in God. I trust I'm making sense this morning. So the spirit of faith is positive. It talks about what we have in Christ, what we can do. It talks about our strength in in the power of his might. It talks about his ability. It talks about his supply. It's talking, always talking about what we can do in Christ. Praise be to God. Now, I'm going to wrap this up by saying the spirit of faith has a pioneering spirit. Joshua 3, 3 through 4. You have not passed this way before. Joshua 3, 3 through 4. Write it down. You have not passed this way before. I'm wrapping this up. I know we're going a little long this morning. You have not passed this way before. What does that mean? They're getting into territory that they haven't gotten into before. Joshua's leading them. He had this spirit of faith. And so he was taking them into places they hadn't been into before. Hebrews 11, verse number 8, says, Abraham obeyed by faith. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out into a land which he should have to receive for inheritance. He obeyed and went out not knowing where he was going. He hadn't been there before. He's getting into places he hadn't gotten into before. We're getting into aviation that we haven't been into before. We're getting into church planning that we've not been into before. In your life, you might be getting into some things. I don't know all your personal stories, but you might be getting into some things you haven't been that way. Well, how do you do what you've never done? You do it by a spirit of faith. Because the spirit of faith has a pioneering spirit. <clears throat> Praise God. Faith, or the spirit of faith, will obey God even when there is no precedent for doing what you sense in your heart God is wanting you to do. Even when there's no precedent for it. It has an element of pioneering to it. You're stepping into an un, a realm of the unknown that hasn't been explored yet. Amen. It steps out on what the Spirit says even when your flesh isn't comfortable and your mind doesn't even know what you're going to do or how you're going to do it. Woo! Glory be to God. This is a fun way to live. Praise God. I wish I had another hour. <laughs> Amen. See, God won't always tell you everything that's out ahead. He'll just say, I want you to get into this. You've got to start moving towards it. And you don't even know how you're going to do it. Don't even know how you're going to do it. But you take the steps. And when you take the steps, the power of God meets you. And things open up and opportunities come. And the witness is there. Do this. And you keep, keep acting on that, keep acting on that, and within a short period of time, you turn around, here you are, standing right in the middle of what you never have been in before. Woo, glory be to God. Hallelujah. If God told you everything, you wouldn't have to have faith. 
but he wants you and I, he, he wants to take you and I into new territory. How many of you want to see some scenery you haven't seen before? <laughs> Woo, see some scenery we haven't seen before. <laughs> Glory, this is how you do it. And so uh, the spirit of faith is a pioneering spirit. It doesn't draw back in fear of the unknown. It'll launch out into the deep for a catch at the direction of the Spirit at the Word of God when it doesn't even know how to do it. Pioneers are continually, I'm, I'm wrapping this up. Tell your neighbor, he's almost done. Pioneers are continually pressing into new territory. Settlers stop too soon because they aren't interested in what's out there beyond that next mountain. They get comfortable with the status quo and never press in faith. The spirit of faith has a press to it. It's always reaching. It's always pressing. Remember that? Philippians 3. Paul had a spirit of faith. He said, I, pre I reach, I press. That's the spirit of faith. I meet too many people that don't have that inside of them. And that's why life is boring. Boy, I wouldn't want to have their life. If I was them, I'd change their life. Because their life is boring. Come on. Yes, sir. It is. <laughs> there's three kinds of people in the body of Christ. Three kinds of people of faith. There's pioneers, there's settlers, and there's museum keepers. I've already told you what pioneers are. I've already told you what settlers are. What are museum keepers? Well, they're content to talk about the history of people of faith in the past. And they put their miracles and the signs and the wonders and their experiences in God in a glass case. And they set it up for everybody to walk by and look at. And they're content to just dust off the glass case and talk about the good old days. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what they do at museums. They put things in there behind glass cases. And then they just everybody talks about the good old days. I'm not satisfied talking about the good old days. Thank God for Wigglesworth. Thank God for Brother Hagin. Thank God for Oral Roberts. But I'm not satisfied putting that in a glass case and dusting it off and talking about the past. I want to press. Stand up with me. Praise God. Praise God. I said praise God. This generation has to go into what God has for us in this hour. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Songs from heaven. Moves of the Spirit that, that, that bring all the past moves of God all into one. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every generation has a right to see the power of God. It's not enough to just talk about the power of God in the past. What about the power of God right now? Cripples getting out of wheelchairs right now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What about supernatural building paid off in the, in, right now? Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'll tell you what happens whenever you become a pioneer in the spirit of faith. You bust a hole in the new realms of the Spirit that other people can get through. Yes, you do. I, I, that's one thing I love about Brother Copeland. He busted a hole into the realm of aviation in the ministry. And now a whole lot of us have gone through, gone through that hole. That's a new realm of faith. Praise be to God. Can you say amen? Praise be to God.
So I'll tell you, that's some things God's having us do right now in these church planting. I've, we've got people that have this in their heart and other, I've got friends that have this in their heart too. And they tell me, I'm watching, I'm watching. Praise the Lord. So the, the, you can understand why there's some opposition. Because us getting through this is not just us getting through this. It, we're busting a hole into new realms. In the spirit, getting, getting some church planting done. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Tell your neighbor, we have a spirit of faith about it too. Amen. I wish I had time to get into another thing, but there's, I'll just say it real quickly. Spirit of faith doesn't have an orphan spirit. Doesn't have an orphan. It's not like, oh, we're all alone. No, we got greater, the greater one lives on the inside of us. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Somebody ought to shout this morning. I have the spirit of faith. I remember in Brother Hagin's time, you know, in his heyday, especially when he got Raymond started and, and, and came into the fullness of everything God brought him into. I remember the denominational churches or denominations would come to Brother Hagin. He told, about, told us about this. And they'd say, they'd say, you're the only organization, one of the only organizations, in the body of Christ today planting churches. They're planting two or three churches a day. If you, re, if you at, the, at the heyday of it, planting two or three churches a day. That ministry, I'm talking about the people going out from that ministry and planting churches. They said, our denominations aren't planting any churches. They're shrinking. Churches are closing. What was the difference? The spirit of faith. Spirit of faith has a pioneering spirit. Are you getting it? And that needs not be lost in this generation. Because this era, this era is going to be raising up many, many churches, teaching them to flow with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I'm telling you, David Ellis got so excited about hearing the vision God gave us. He's been texting me about it and telling me all about how he's going to help us. He said, we've got this in our heart. We've been praying. He said, me and, he, he's connected with uh, Mark Brazier. I don't know if you knew who Mark and Jan Brazier. He's connected real close. He said, we've been praying about this for a long time. He said, and, and you're one of them. You're one of them. You're one of them. He said, I'm going to help you. <laughs> he said, you just ask me what you want me to do. I'll come help you. And we've been texting one another, preaching to one another. Heart, heart attacks can't stop him. I'm telling you that. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Glory, 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 glory. Praise be to God. <laughs> That's what you're a part of now. You're a part of a pioneering spirit. Spirit of faith. Father, we thank you today for the anointing. We are collectively, unitedly in unity, in one accord. We bring our supply. We bring our faith. We bring the giftings on the inside of them. Father, I'm inspired by the Spirit right now. I begin to call the giftings out of all those sitting here this morning, hearing my voice, those giftings in music, those giftings teaching and preaching giftings, those pastoral giftings, those giftings, Father God, to move in the, in the, in the prosperity and business, those giftings for people to be in helps ministry, those giftings for people in aviation, those giftings in all these areas. Father, I begin to call those giftings forward. I thank you now they begin to operate. 
And I thank you now they begin to function for the expansion of the Word of God in this time. The move of the Spirit in this time. Father, those that are gifted in music, those that are gifted to get songs from heaven, we call that gifting to the forefront. We say now it comes into full function. Full function. Full function. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you that we have a supply, that everything we need, all the help we need, all the ministry giftings we need, all the supply financially, all the, the, the supply in the Spirit, in prayer, all we thank you for it. It fully functions to bring to pass your plan in this era. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And, and, and make this confession if you would. I will operate in bringing my supply. In full, measure, in full measure, with a spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. We're in one, uh, we're, we're in unity, and in one accord, about this vision, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Make us a blessing, Lord. May more and more people come into the knowledge of this move of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I see Spirit of Faith family churches all over the Midwest. <laughs> I see one in Atlanta, Georgia. I see them in different places that God's, God's spoken to me about, but, but they're all going to come to pass. Boy, you talk about us and getting together all at one time in camp meeting. We're going to have us a time, a time, a time. I tell you, this building's not going to be big enough. Praise God. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Be glorified in all that comes to pass. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody that agreed said amen. 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 You got something y'all want to sing? Surely you've got something. Praise the Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Praise the Lord. We're moving on up. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. I got the spirit of faith. Yes, I have the spirit of faith. I have the spirit of faith. I have the spirit of faith. So when I speak to the mouth and throw it into the sea, I have the faith of God. I have the victory.
move through the walls that the devil does bring. I'm gonna move through the difficulty. I'm gonna move on past those walls. Oh yes, I'm gonna move, gonna move, gonna move. Because I've got the spirit of faith. I got the spirit of faith. I got spirit of faith. I know I got spirit of faith. It's in my heart. Not my mind. Jesus. Hallelujah. You get it, you get, you get a hold of it or it gets a hold of you to the point to where it doesn't matter if other people around you have it or not. You got it. 